We're starting. Hello. Buenas tardes. Hey. I'm Angelica. Jessica. Des. And today is Saturday. It's July. What's the date? July 25th. July 25th. And it's 2 p.m. It's kind of hot outside. Um, And I kind of figured, let's keep things... I mean, we don't have to keep things light. We'll see where our conversation goes. But let's talk about the fun things that each of us wants to share with each other and the world. What are things that are captivating each of your attention, your minds? What would you like to share? My, uh, I have a friend and I, she wants to start a crystal shop with me and... Yeah, that's kind of like consuming my mind a little bit about, I don't know a lot about crystals. I know some. Uh, And yeah. Well, what is it about this thing that's this crystal shop? Because I want that to be like, I want that to be what my life is. Like if I wanted what my life to be centered around, I would want it to be centered around something like that. Crystals? Yeah, I see. We're really in the early stages of it, so I still don't really even know what it's going to be like all about. I don't even know if it's going to be about crystals. I mean, crystals would be incorporated in it, but I think you would consider it like um like a me- metaphysical shop. I think that's more of the aim that we're having. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Des? Uh, what about me? Well, the question is just like, oh. let's talk about things that are captivating our minds. I know you've been doing a lot of things that are fun. Yeah, I'm just trying to uh, live my best life. Figuring out things as I go along. Like, what are you trying to do to figure out your best life then? Uh, Just experience a lot of things. Hang out with a lot of people that I haven't had the opportunity while I was serving so being back here, just getting reacquainted with everybody and not everybody, but places and people that I value. Both of you guys sound so political. Thank you. <laughs> like as in like um, like treading on eggshells or not, I guess not treading on eggshells, but like walking on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be a vulnerability Hmm. you know you're having a hard time being vulnerable in the microphone uh yeah and just in general (laughs) 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 well um i don't know if we talked about this in our last podcast but we took the test about attachment styles oh yeah did we talk about that i don't remember but you talk bring it up um so yeah we took a test on attachment styles and i found out that i was a fearful avoidant oh snap and do you guys remember what you guys were i think des jessica was the same thing right oh well, well desiree had the highest score out of us three. Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> not we're not trying to throw shade or anything but we're just well supposedly that's what the quiz said yeah Helica, and what, what was you got high and secure attachment right 
Um, no, it wasn't high, but I yeah, it was higher than us three. Oh well, I mean my us three, the, the main <laughs> or my us main two one, just my main was a secure attachment. Yeah, and then the other one was dismissive avoidant. But first it was secure, and then it was it was like on equal levels. Like I think it was like thirty four secure, and then like thirty three like dismissive or whatever. I don't know. Oh yeah, I remember you definitely got the highest score on secure attachment. Mm-hmm. and i think i was also fearful and avoid avoidant but i think i had a lower score than des on fearful where was the other one i don't i think it probably was avoidant too uh or maybe dismissive god no i think it was avoidant anyway so yeah why'd you bring it up des um just because i feel like it's important for me to learn those things to try to uncover those things and work past it yeah kind of like reflecting on that on your because attachment talks about like relationships right yeah well it's any kind of relationship yeah that that's what i mean like any kind of relationship that you have Yeah, and I just don't want to continue down a path that's based around this attachment style. Hmm. I guess, yeah, just being more, um, keeping my eyes peeled. For yourself. Yeah, because I don't want to, you know, exhibit those traits. Yeah. It's hard, though. Because like when you first when I first learned about it, I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> like learned about attachment styles or learned about your own attachment style. When I learned about my own attachment style, why were you? I don't know what I want to say. How to describe you felt, but like why did you feel that way? I felt, I guess, not discouraged, not disappointed. I guess, yeah, the the one word that I could think to like sum it up would be inadequate because I feel like it's just like not something that I would want. It seems like it's something that I would like to have that attachment style just seems like I'm carrying like a bag of rocks. It's like, why would I do that to myself? They're gems. Yeah. You crack them open. They're geodes of rose quartz. Yeah. Filled with love. Does it just took a deep sigh or deep <laughs> breath out? Yeah, because it's one of those things that it's like, I mean, you, you don't, I don't share this with anybody, you know? But since we're having this allotted time to just chat, I feel compelled like this is the time and this is the place. Which is also interesting because maybe that might also play into my vulnerability being told growing up like there's a time and place oh my god i hated that oh to be vulnerable yeah and Mm -hmm. it was never said outright you know like there's a time and place to be vulnerable but it was always just a time and place and like for what for what but it was always just like this unspoken understanding where it's like just for anything whatever the mood is it's uh, like up to you to like read the room and adjust accordingly adjust yourself but then, like, the sick part, too, is that, I mean, I don't know about you, but it just felt like 
But there never was that time and place to be vulnerable. Uh, yeah. It kind of just manifested itself until, like, you would just kind of blow up. Where I'm talking about me mm. in third person, I guess. Where I would just <laughs> blow up. And it's like, well, if there's no time and place, like, I'll just stuff it all down until finally I can't. And then things will just, like, seep through the cracks until the cracks are, like, give out. And then everything just implodes. It's a lot, man. Yeah, just trying to get um, past something like that. Because it's, it's hard to, like, see, like, how does one see if they're making progress so you feel like it's hard because you're struggling with like recognizing your own progress yeah like how do i know that my i took so i i retook the test a couple weeks later after that first initial first time and uh, of course i got a score that i desired more but i think part of it was because i had already it's the same test so like i kind of already knew you gamed the system yeah of course <laughs> i watched videos i watched youtube videos i'm like what's wrong with me you know yeah and i was like oh okay i could just adopt those thoughts and it's all cool it's all good like i'm a smart person you know so it's just like yeah i could just fake it till i make it <laughs> and so i reached the test and yeah i got a better score but i know that it's like yeah but this is doesn't really mean anything you know like how do i really know hmm. yeah i think that's the hard part because like when you guys had me take that test i like i've taken those tests before i've known about like attachment style since i was like 18 and i've taken a lot of tests like that and I already kind of know the answers. It's kind of like an SAT prep where you kind of, they teach you how to get the right answers. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't really know if I'm like securely attached, but like, I think it's all about being conscious of it. Like when you're in the moment, instead of just like doing the first thing that comes naturally, you kind of have to think about if that's the right thing and it like takes you a while. So, yeah, because I know that initially my first reaction sometimes is to, like, not speak to somebody um, when they've made me upset or anything like that and to just kind of, like, avoid them or not to take responsibility and stuff like that. Um, but then, like, I know also, too, to be secure in your attachment, you have to, like, make an effort. So, like, I don't know, it, it takes a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does feel like that for me, too, to be securely attached. It feels um, like I could get played. Why? Because it feels unnatural to me to exhibit the habits of a securely attached person, even though I feel like it'd probably be better for me in the long run. To, pra to put it into practice, it makes me feel like like a sap it makes me feel like i can easily be taken advantage of mm -hmm. it does feel that way it feels like somebody could just ooh, they have something over me yeah it's a lot easier to like display the responses that you're like already used to oh yeah for sure because you know that it works not necessarily that i guess yeah <sighs> Like, I know that it doesn't work. That's the thing. It's mm -hmm. just that like. <sighs> it was what I was. It's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. 
and it's not something that I want to be used to. So it's just hard because it's like, how do I not get used? Like, how do I? I know you're gonna not be, be used to something I'm used to. <laughs> you're gonna be uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, for a while. like that's really yeah. the thing. Like, how do I not be used to something that I'm used to? Yeah, it's just so ingrained, and it's not like it's. I don't know. I was gonna compare it to something, but I don't think it could be compared to anything. So, do you feel like you haven't had any wins in this journey that you're embarking on? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. I've definitely had wins in the sense that, like, in the physical world, I'm being active. I'm going out there. I'm doing a water challenge right now. I'm currently drinking 100 ounces of water a day. Thank you very much. Claps. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> and... I feel good about all those things, but yeah, it's just because it's easy to track the progress in those things. Like I literally have an app to track my water intake and it makes me feel good to know when I get the hundred ounces of water in a day. But like there's no, I don't know if there's an app for like tracking my progress in my attachment style. And even if there is, it's like, I don't really trust it. I guess the thing that I would say is like, if a doctor told me I was colorblind, I would be like, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I know? How do I know I'm colorblind? Mm. Just because you told me? So do you not trust this quiz is, this quiz's results for you? Um, yeah, I do. But it was only upon deeper reflection. And I think that quizzes like that are good to start those thoughts, not to necessarily follow it blindly, but to just start the self-reflection process. Yeah. So that's when I was able to be like, well, there's some merit to this, but yeah, it's just hard to know if like I'm getting better at that. I feel like you just described a win, though. Oh, and the f uh, that's the thing. I feel like I I feel like I'm winning in a physical sense. What do you mean by that, though? Like, like go hiking and like hang out with friends. Like, it those are things that I can easily check off of a mental checklist. Like, I feel like I want to hang out with my friends and connect with them, and then I go and do that, and then I feel good about it. Oh, but like, I guess what you're alluding to is like your emotional yeah or i don't know just deeper than that it's harder for you yeah like, to recognize your yeah wins. like how do i know if i've handled a uh, emotional conflict within myself if i handled it well am i being a good friend to myself i don't know how to merit that mm. and it's hard because it's like should that even be graded and it's like i mean i feel like it kind of like maybe in the beginning it should you know until it becomes second nature I'm just learning this stuff. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I want to be better for myself. It's just hard. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, like hearing you talk about all that is that like, I think maybe you have a really hard time is because like you had to grow up a lot faster than we did. Because what you're describing is like something I did when I was a teenager, like by myself all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm now realizing that you didn't get to have that time like I did. And it's like, it's so hard for you. What do you mean? to self-reflect no not i mean i guess self-reflecting but like i don't know not to feel like the need that you need to grade 
how you're doing with yourself. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to know that I'm on the right path. Yep. Doesn't everyone? You want to pull a tarot card for it? <laughs> I love doing that stuff. Yeah. Why? I love the magic eight ball. I love lava lamps. My favorite my favorite rock is obsidian. Why is it, is it obsidian? Honestly, I'm so sad about it. I remember when, I think when we first went to El Salvador, and um, there was this necklace that I had bought, or I think actually mommy bought it for me, and it was made out of obsidian, but it what? was carved, and it had a Mayan face on it. I don't what? Remember I don't this. remember that. You don't remember this? This no. was my favorite necklace and i used to wear all the time and And i think i lost it because i would have to take it off for soccer or sometimes i would take it off because i was just you know we were kids yeah always running around barefoot and like (laughs) playing tag yeah and so this necklace would like hit me in the mouth and you know when you're playing tag you're running your mouth is open and you know so and i jump and it hit me in the tooth and stuff so it would hurt so it was better to have it off when i was because i was so active so yeah, I guess I just lost it somehow, but it was my favorite necklace like of all time. And I think about that necklace every time I see obsidian. Mm. But yeah, it's my favorite my favorite rock. Plus I just think it's so sick cuz you can make it into like anything. Yeah, our ancestors used yeah, it. Yeah, and like sculpt with it and it I just think it looks so pretty. It is really pretty. So you like all things magical but not in a fairy tale sense in a more like i don't know ancestral oh yeah i've always liked stuff like that ever since i was little i remember i wanted to be an anthropologist at one point what yeah when i was really young yeah i feel like we all did yeah i wanted to be an anthropologist and you wanted to study like cultures Cultures, yes you could still do that in college no i know and i am i'm taking classes this semester for cultures but yeah uh i just want to have a different way of contributing my perspective than just anthropology yeah yeah man i think a lot of people would want to know or maybe yeah i don't know what do you guys think do you think a lot of people would want to know if they're on the right path heck yeah i think like 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 the magic eight ball, you know, people, you guys know what I'm talking about? That ball you shake and it gives you like, yes, no, maybe, or like, go fuck yourself. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people would want something like that, but for it to be real, I know I do. It is real. You can get, what are they called? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's those things, it's like a crystal on a little piece of like necklace thing and you hold it mm. and it spins no oh, i have one in my room it's sodialite and it's like a thing you hold it in your hand it depends on each one if for me if mine turns if it spins counterclockwise then that's no and if it spins clockwise it's yes mm. but that could just because you hold it with your hand, so that could just be you if you shake your hand hmm. but you know if you hold yourself still on a table and you watch it for a long time, then it'll start spinning. Deep stuff. Yeah, it's tough. Tough, tough, tough. 
Can I share a really interesting experience I had during trying to sleep? Yeah. When was this? This week. Okay. So I sometimes do meditations that are led by music, but it's not any type of music. I don't know how to describe this kind of music, but it's basically using different hertz. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Angelica, I've showed you, right? Yeah. Um, I like the five to eights. I don't know what that's supposed to bring. I think it's uh, eye opening or like chakra. Well, okay. So for the people that maybe don't know, these different, um, <clears throat> I guess they're like frequencies, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. They're depending on the frequency, they're going to invite a certain type of energy um, within you. And you listen to them um, because that frequency is energy and your energy. And so you bringing in that frequency, which is energy, that's a certain type of energy is supposed to bring you that energy. I feel like I just repeated myself three times. <laughs> energy people. <laughs> e and feel it. E R G Y. <laughs> Anyways. <Feel the> energy. <laughs> um, so I was listening to, so sometimes a lot of the time, actually I listen to one. It's, Oh God, it's about, it's supposed to bring in love. It's like six, 28 or something i don't remember mm -hmm. anyways and so i don't know how i went on a deep dive on google but i ended up finding out about oh okay i know how so there was a post somewhere uh, either on youtube or instagram i saw of talking about the cia cia i think it was the cia or the pentagon there's some crazy shit being released but they released confidential like classified documents talking about the gateway process mm -hmm. google that if anyone's interested but it's supposedly this research that was done in the 70s that was talking about this person in the army or i don't know some kind of military mm -hmm. doing research understanding the gateway process which is a process for a way for humans to enter like the non-physical world mm -hmm. um i don't know some crazy shit it's like a 40 page paper or maybe longer it takes you an hour to read i haven't read it all but it's intense because it talks about physics and like all these different types of things that are beyond my level of understanding mm -hmm. um but it feels very much reminiscent of like what people who are very spiritual do or maybe people who've taken psychedelics experience yeah anyways so in there it talks about i think it talks about binaural beats i don't know if that's how you say it oh yeah binaural oh okay yeah. binaural beats so desert you've heard of it then yeah mm -hmm. how have you heard of it um i've heard of them i mean <laughs> i watch them on youtube like i list like it's kind of in it's like same as like the hurts me yeah thing. yeah it's like the same thing mm -hmm. so yeah they talk about binaural uh beats because you listen to that to help prepare you into this like certain state so you mm -hmm. can enter this non-physical world and the gateway yeah. process anyway so then i just went on a rabbit hole to figure out what the hell is binaural beats yeah and then there's an institute in europe i think in britain that does this type of like i don't know if i want to call it a therapy i guess music therapy but has been doing this stuff 
um, for a long time. And I ended up listening to a SoundCloud um, episode of them playing binaural beats. And it was really interesting. Um, anyway, so I go lay down and I'm listening to it. And it was very calming. It's almost, they had, it was like first noises of the ocean and then it went into the binaural beats. Mm. Um, and it's just similar, like what Desert said, like the Hertz music. Yeah. In a sense. Anyways, it was just, I was really relaxed. Yeah, it's pretty hypnotic. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to yeah. induce hypnosis. It's, I really enjoy it. So that's not the experience I'm talking about, though. Okay. But this is like the pre the explanation leading up to this, right? Yeah. So I felt really relaxed. I did it for like 40 or 50 minutes. And um, and then I just took them off and went to sleep. And I was... Anyway, so throughout that experience, I was super, super relaxed. And I decided to do it again. But as I was doing more research, I was finding out that um, depending on the type of frequency that you listen to mm -hmm. um again it's like that whole other concept i was saying earlier it invites that type of energy and so i decided to listen to i think it was 432 hertz binaural beats which supposedly I mean. is on a similar i don't want to say similar like frequency but it's like parallel to what the earth sounds like uh-huh so the earth is supposedly giving off this, I don't know if they say resonance, mm -hmm. but I guess a frequency that's at eight hertz. Yeah. And I guess the parallel frequency to that is 432 hertz because we can't hear eight hertz as humans. So, oh my God, I'm getting winded. <laughs> you need water? No. Um, so I decided to listen to that to go to sleep. And... It was a very soothing sound. Mm -hmm. And for like the first 15 minutes, like I was just getting like relaxed. But then I started to get really emotional. Mm. But not like my body was like feeling like, you know, when you cry sometimes like or maybe a lot of time. I know for me, like when I cry, like I just want to like curl up and just my body's either tense or it's hot. Like my whole body gets involved. It's not just my face hmm. when I cry. Mm -hmm. Anyways, in this music, I was relaxed, but all of a sudden I just felt the need to cry because then I started thinking about people closest to me that I really care about. And I thought about them dying Mm. And I thought about how sad I was because I didn't tell them how much I loved them. While they were around? Yeah. Mm. And oh, even now it's getting me teary-eyed. Like, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, like all these different people in my life were just flashing in my mind. And I was just getting really emotional. I just started tearing. Like I was crying. But like, again, my body was super relaxed. Like, yeah. it was a very different type of cry. It almost felt like a release. Yeah. And I know crying can feel releasing, but this, but, but this was, like, different. Yeah. For me. 
Um, and so I think I was doing, I was listening to it for like an hour maybe. Anyways, so there would be periods where I would cry or tear and just be really sad. Um, and then there'd be moments where this is where it gets trippy, where I felt like I was lucid dreaming which is what that type of like that's what binaural beats are supposed to do i guess is make you lucid dream or help you lucid dream yeah and so there'd be moments where my eyes would be like kind of opening but because it's obviously dark in my room like i it was hard for me to tell but i noticed it because there's a fire alarm or whatever in my room and so i'd see the green light Mm. um and so, yeah, my, my I felt like my eyes, when I noticed that, my eyes are, like, half open, essentially. Yeah. But I felt like I was really relaxed and, like, sleeping. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so, then there would be moments, it only happened, like, two times where, like, for me, when I get high, the start of how I know when it's happening, because I, I usually do edibles, is my body starts to feel tingly mm-hmm. and kind of really warm. Yeah. Um, especially in my extremities, so my arms and legs. So twice, there was these moments where I felt like that. Mm. Like I felt like my body started getting tingly and warm. And then what I was seeing, or I guess dreaming, was the whole... First, the first time I felt like I was in space. Yeah. Like all of a sudden I saw a bunch of stars and planets mm-hmm. and I was just like floating in space while I was feeling that body sensation. And then, and then eventually it felt like I was going faster and faster in space and all the planets and stars were going by r- really fast. And then that body feeling intensified and then i was like holy shit this is intense what the heck's happening and then i like brought myself back to reality and then i got you know emotional and i was tearing up again or whatever and then the second time i i felt like i saw wherever i was i guess i wasn't in on earth i guess i was but i just saw dots everywhere Mm -hmm. like you know how i think it's xbox or playstation i can't remember but they have a game that they, it tracks your body movements and that's how you play. But in mm-hmm. order to do that, it has to... Oh, the Xbox, yeah. Um, display all these dots. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right, Helica? Yeah. Um, that's how I saw wherever the hell I was. Mm. So then I was like, the fuck? <laughs> you went to a virtual reality, dude. Yeah, I know. And I was like... That's cool. I was like is everything just energy here? Like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And then again, that same feeling happened where my body just felt tingly and really warm. And then all of a sudden, all the dots were zooming by me and I was like traveling really fast somewhere. And I was like, what the heck? And then I like brought myself back. Yeah. Because I got freaked out. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to like being sad. Not like depressed sad. More like just sad. Yeah. Um, And tearing up. That all happened within 50 minutes. <laughs> so le- le- 10 minutes under an hour? What? 5-0? Oh, yeah. 5-0. Oh. Yeah, that makes me think. 
that that story makes that story makes me think about um you know have you ever heard the question like oh what would you want your superpower to be and i was thinking about um i guess reading auras or is that how you say auras yeah yeah i kind of wish i could do that (gasps) but i think it comes out of a place of fear because i'm like i don't want to get played (laughs) you know what i mean like there's evil out there and i just want to be able to see it coming a mile away we should talk about what mommy told jessica and i hold on okay sorry i mean maybe that is your gift is that you can read auras maybe it is (gasps) and i'm maybe i'm just suppressing it you guys you could be you could be only you know that yeah yeah so what do you think your dream was all about do you know or you're just like sharing honestly what i took away from that was i need to just be more vulnerable but not in the sense of like um and this is going talking into what you were saying des about you're scared of being vulnerable or yeah for fear of people going to take advantage of you right and what i mean by i felt like what i took away from that experience was be more vulnerable is to not be careless with my vulnerability meaning that I know there are people that I really care about and I want to develop a closer relationship with them. So those are the people that I'm going to start, you know, to be more vulnerable. Mm. Because if things don't go the way that I anticipate with them, meaning the person maybe doesn't respond in a way that's reciprocal, like that's going to take a lot of effort on my end to not basically be salty about it. Yeah. Because if you truly love someone on that deep level, then it just takes a lot of work to not get shut down and hard, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's pretty easy for me to become hardened. It's, I call it statue slash turtle mode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Yeah, so I just feel like after that experience, I was like, I felt like maybe that's one, that's what, whatever it is what happened is trying to tell me that I just need to be, I need to embrace this part of myself that I really want to embrace is just scary to to be vulnerable. Yeah. Which is to be, I want to be love. Yeah. But to do that is a little frightening um, yeah. for me. And then also, I feel like there was other things that were happening in that dream that were trying to be communicated to me, but I don't know. I'm still thinking about what, you know, I was just about to ask, like, what do you think? Do you think you were receiving messages like from the earth or like from your higher self or the universe or something? I don't know, man. Or like all of them all combined. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, all I know is that 
I'm having more of those kinds of experiences. Like I definitely have had those types of experiences when I get high, mm-hmm. like three times. Um, and in the beginning, I attributed that to me being, oh, I was just too high. Yeah. But now that I'm becoming more self-aware and really embracing spirituality that's outside of organized religion. Not to say that organized religion is bad, just making that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, that those experiences are very spiritual. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm having them without drugs, I think I am. I don't know, you know, like it's it's tripping me out. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. And you know what's crazy too? When I, after I had that dream, I was, or that experience, I was thinking about how I've had more of these experiences too when I wasn't on anything. So like, remember when we would go raving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely had those types of out of body spiritual type experiences yeah. during certain sets. Yeah, me too. So it's just telling that I have this ability, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Then the next question, like what you're asking, Helika, is like, well, what does all this mean, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. It sounds like you have a lot of journaling to do. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of. I try to like roller skate or take a walk or cook or yeah, like do those little meditations. It's a lot. Have you been, have you had any crazy dreams, Elika? Um, no, I mean, not as of late. I don't really have crazy dreams. It's just sometimes, um... I don't know what it is. Maybe you'll be able to understand what it is, Jessica. But, like, I've always had, like, deja vu in dreams. Like, in my dreams, I'm dreaming that I'm having deja vu. It's weird. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that's so Raven. Yeah, but, like, in my dreams. Yeah. Wait, so, like, in your dreams, what do you mean? So, describe. I mean, like, um, it'll feel like I've dreamt that before. I'll be, like, in my dream, like, wait, haven't I dreamt this before? And then, but then it'll be, like, no, I haven't. Oh, so you're having like a dream within a dream. No, I don't know, you really confused me. <laughs> I don't think she's having a dream within a dream. You're I think you're experiencing like uh like self awareness within During your dream. dream. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty sick. Oh. Cause some 'cause for me, um it's really hard for me to know when I'm dreaming. Oh, like in your dream? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know I'm dreaming because I'm never in my dreams. Well, I'm in my dreams sometimes, but not most of the time I'm not. Most of the time I'm watching other people. So you can't even see your own hands in your dream? No, I'm like an outer, like I'm... Like a blob. I No, I don't have a body. I'm just like watching these people. Yeah, like, like a blob, like your soul is there, but yeah. you're not really there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm yeah. just watching. Yeah. Yeah. I've had dreams like that before. Yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like what Desiree said. Like, you're just becoming more aware in your dreams, which is, yeah, pretty cool. Because dreams are another portal to connect with whatever you believe is not within this physical world. Yeah. It's another place to commune with all that is mystical. Yeah. 
I don't really pay attention to my dreams unless I'm I'm in them because then I feel like that dream is meant for me. The last dream I had, I had a dream about an anthill and I don't really know what that was about. I was going to look it up in the when I woke up, but I forgot about it. But I'm remembering it now. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. Have you had crazy dreams, Desiree? Um, yeah, the, my most recent one was that I had really bad dandruff. Oh, yeah, I remember you yeah, said Yeah, like I had huge flakes of dandruff in my hair. And it was after, it was the night that I had signed up for my college classes. That After that I had signed up that night, or registered for classes that night, I had that dream. Mm. And I remember in my dream, like... In my dream, I woke up after having registered for classes and I went to go brush my teeth and I was in the mirror and I was like, what the hell? And I noticed that the dandruff was so bad and I was just like, oh my gosh. And I like just stopped brushing my teeth and was just like consumed by this dandruff. Like, it's so bad. And I was just so like, I was just freaking out about it. I'm like, how did this happen in one night? Like... <laughs> these huge flakes of dandruff like what am i gonna do i'm like well i guess jess has the head and shoulders so i'm kind of <laughs> set up there but i was just so in shock like in one night it got this bad like what the hell yeah and it was just tripping me out did you look it up later um yeah and i think it was just uh something about being like anxious which makes sense they're like meticulous because this is my first semester back in college in a bit so yeah, I definitely want to make sure that all my ducks are in a row because I'm not trying to get played by the school system. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why I joined the military so I can get the GI Bill benefit and I don't want to pay stuff out of pocket when I was like, when I sold my soul mm -hmm. in order to have this benefit. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it better work out, damn it. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it doesn't, like, <laughs> I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> yeah. I gotta use the bathroom. I'll be right back, okay? We're gonna leave that in. <laughs> I'm not gonna edit that out. I'm just kidding. Don't. Oh, yeah. No, don't fart in the mic. Stop farting, Elka. <laughs> yeah, dreams are pretty crazy. Dreams? You said yeah. dreams are pretty... Oh, dreams are pretty crazy. Yeah, they are pretty trippy. I've always been a big proponent of, like, looking up what dreams mean. Ever since I was in high school. And I always thought it was so interesting. So, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, that's a load of shit. And other times I'm just like... <gasps> you know? Like, I think about, like, why do... Why, as humans, do we have the ability to dream? Yeah, I think about that, too. And I looked up, like, animals dreaming and stuff like that, you know. And Yeah, they dream, too, and I just think it's cool. I guess I really haven't thought about why. I just think that, like, it's cool that not just humans, but animals, too. Yeah. I'm sure there's a purpose, and I feel like I'm beginning to maybe understand what the purpose of dreams are, at least for me. Yeah. Why I dream. The dreams I dream pretty wild so helica wanted to bring up what it is that mommy had shared you weren't there for the conversation oh yeah but remember i was just the one that told you huh not angelica uh yeah i'm trying to think if 
it's appropriate to share. I think it is. Helica, so we're going to talk about what it is that you brought up um, a while ago. But I said, we won't talk about it just yet. So, I don't know how the conversation came up, but... Or let me think. Um, Oh, so I'm taking a course to learn about the ritual calendars that I think the, I I don't, I'm still learning a lot about like Mesoamerican cultures. So like the Toltecs, Olmecs, Aztecs, Mayans. I know there some of them are in different time periods. I'm still learning. Um, anyways, I'm learning the calendar system that they developed. And I'm learning the sacred calendar. And there is a lot of information. And it's making me think a lot about um, the Salvadorian side of me. Because growing up in the household that we did... Mexican culture and just Mexico in general and everything that is Mexico was very much pushed onto us. Well, not pushed, but like more prevalent. Yeah, because the Salvadorian side, it just kind of felt like it was shrunk. Like it, it wasn't as prevalent in our household. Yeah, for various reasons. Yeah. Um, but the older I've gotten, the more that I want to learn about that land and the people and stuff Mm -hmm. and so i'm as as i'm taking this course and thinking about that and thinking about my grandmother who's from el salvador and of course my mother who's from el salvador i asked her um what did i ask her i wasn't there when you initially started the conversation i walked in when you guys were talking about it oh well i think i asked her something like Something about, like, what maybe language, if she knows, what indigenous language did they speak in El Salvador? Uh, Because I'm learning to speak Nahuatl, and the class that I'm taking that, where we're learning about the calendars, a lot of the language that is used besides English is Nahuatl words. Yeah. Um, But I know in El Salvador, there's other language, and there's also, like, pipil which is like another kind of huge language in El Salvador. Um, Anyways, so we got to talking and then Angelica comes in and Angelica's just sitting there listening. And then we get to one part eventually where I asked something, I guess. And you guys had always been talking about that. By the time I walked in, you had already like asked her. Mommy just sat down and decided to like fully share. Yeah, there was a moment she didn't. She She was holding back. She shared when you were there. Yeah. So there was a moment then in the conversation where my mom was standing up and then I asked her something. I forgot what I asked her, but then she took a, like I could tell she had something she was holding in. So she, she exhaled and she's like, and she sat down and she was like, I'm going to tell you guys something that I haven't told you before. Um, and I never thought I was going to tell you. But she was like, but you guys are probably going to find out. So I'm going to share. And so I was like, holy shit. 
Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? What are you going to tell us? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, what did she share? She she started talking about how our, our grandma, Abuelita, um, knows magic or does... I don't... She didn't say magic because she doesn't call it that because that's a mer- like more of an English way of saying it. But she called her like a... She knows like curantera stuff where she like does rituals and like i guess like spells or something like that and she was talking about how when my mom was pregnant with jessica well not pregnant with jessica before just like before a little bit before jessica was born my grandma started to show my mom this stuff and started to show her like her abilities and everybody else's abilities i guess and i don't know and then scared my mom so my mom rejected it and then when we were born she didn't like implicate any of that into our lives so like my grandma would go to like regularly like to to like botanic botanicas and like see um what do you call them i don't think she would call them brujas she would call them something else i don't know she would see like healers uh and tarot readers and like palm readers and stuff like that and but in when uh us we had no idea us growing up we didn't go to like botanicas or see people like that or anything like that but we were interested in those things but we didn't we weren't a part of it so what i recall from that conversation was um my mom just sharing this other part of my grandma that we weren't really exposed to we kind of were but it just wasn't um there a lot for various reasons um but that there's just stuff that our grandma knows that is very powerful and of course sacred in its nature and after hearing that information that my mom shared it validated a lot of what i was thinking that yeah plant medicine is a thing in my family especially my grandmother's family because they grew up from what i understood when we visited them they grew up in the mountains of el salvador away from most likely like civilization so it's like harder you know to get resources and medicine and stuff like that so yeah it was pretty intense Desiree wasn't there for the conversation I think you were out with friends yeah I think I might have been with my friends when she shared that yeah um but I told Desiree a couple days later I think Mm -hmm. um but what do you think about it when I shared with you um it held true for me it definitely didn't feel like what like it was more like yeah that makes sense because of the way that abuelita would talk sometimes it was just like undeniable that like there were other practices she's she goes to catholic mass but she falls asleep (laughs) i don't know about that i've rarely ever gone with her but Mm -hmm. i know that she does so but there's more that she incorporates into her spiritual life than just Catholicism. And that was apparent to me 
early on when she would say certain things or she would, you know, just do certain things that was just like, oh. And whenever I was asked, like, our uncle, David, um, he would, uh, like, express to me kind of in a joking way, like, oh, that's just what your grandma does or, like, you know, she does her little thing. And just little hints like that growing up. It was like, oh, and I was able to pick up on that. But it was never, like, um, explicitly stated, you know, that this was something that was important and serious to her. Yeah. Which does make me feel a little bit sad, you know, because it was, it wasn't um, passed on to, to us while we were young. You know, that's a whole other aspect of edu- education that we could have received and decided on our own if that's something that we wanted to continue into our adult lives. Instead, we were pushed into Catholicism. At least that's how I felt. And and maybe why, to the reason that Angelica was so astonished. Right, Angelica? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really surprised. Is because Angelica, out of the three of us, didn't really learn Spanish growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Spanish was my first language, and I can remember speaking it fluently when I was little. It was mine, too. I'm just speaking for myself. Yeah. But Desiree, yeah, you could speak it, too. Um, so as a result, we were able to understand more of our elders, especially grandma when we were younger. Um, and our just experience with our grandma was much different than Angelica, even though Angelica's like, what, four years apart from you does? Yeah, I think so. In like four to, six four to five years, yeah. For me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like Desiree had an inkling and I did too because there'd be moments where I wouldn't feel good and she would incorporate plant medicine. Yeah. And I'd remember like, I just like went with it because I was a kid, but the older I got, I was like, oh, that's what that was. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the teas that she would drink and yeah, just things like that. Yeah. Or like she would use like ointments that smelled to me. I thought at the time I was like, man, that smells crazy, you know, and I have all kinds of like stuff in it. I don't know what, but I know that it was definitely herbal. And just little things like that. And then, like, you know, David would say something like, oh, that's just something that your mom does. I mean, your grandma does because she thinks it works or whatever and this and that. I never heard him say that, but at least, I mean, about it. It was very, very few times, like a handful of times that he would say that because that was when I would ask, you know. But there was other times where I wouldn't say anything, you know, I would just take note, you know, just like, oh. Yeah, pretty wild stuff, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it is pretty cool. What do you think, Helika? I think it's, like, awesome. Because, like, I don't know. I didn't have any inkling or, like, any thought into it. I mean, I remember what David would say about it. But when he would talk about it, I thought he was just saying how Abuelita liked to go see people like that. I didn't know that it was something that ran in our family or something that, like, she herself participated in, like, doing firsthand and to know that now, it was just, like, it was just really affirming to, um, like, almost, like, that's a, a part of our culture that could have been totally lost if we had never known. And that's the thing. I don't think it would have been totally lost. I don't think so either. I don't think it would have been totally lost. 
I think it would have resurfaced in us definitely because well, we it has. Yeah, it has because I mean the things that we're interested in, but I mean in terms of like connecting with our own family. Yeah, because like I I wasn't able to speak to Aulita. Most of my time with her was spent um, like in silence and like eating at a dining room table. But I think that this is just another way that I can connect with her because I've always wanted to connect with her, but I just never really had a big way of doing that. So yeah, it just makes me excited. And also more of like um, something that you can relate to, you know, because there's not a lot of people who have this sort of, well, there is a lot of people, but I just, from where we're from in the Valley, like we, there's not a lot of us like that around. Yeah, it definitely does make me feel uh, wary to want to, spark a conversation about things like this yeah with strangers well i mean i'm not gonna well i'm not saying like starting a conversation with a random person like that where we're from but i mean like we as like us three there's not a lot of us like this that have this knowledge um in our area and it just makes me feel like i can like relate Mm mm-hmm like, it's not like I know any, I don't know shit or anything like that about um, any of that stuff. But, you know, I have like, I feel like I have a veil understanding, like a very vague understanding of it. And to like, feel like I can go and talk to my grandma um, and she could probably help me have a better understanding of it. Whereas if I was trying to seek that out in this area, I don't know if it would be the same experience. Maybe it would be, I don't know. I feel like... There probably are people that have this knowledge here in the valley. It's just because of the way that things are in the sense that, like, especially when you go to L.A., there's communities where you can connect in that way. Yeah. And they're easier to find, partly because there's just huge populations of those people Mm -hmm. and they gather and make a way. Or as here in the valley, there isn't obviously millions and millions of people um and there's a lot of land and there's it's just harder to to find those spaces much harder but i believe they do exist it just requires a lot of looking yeah maybe they don't i don't know but yeah yeah i think also too it makes me feel like i have a greater sense of belonging now Cause I always kind of had a feeling that like, I always knew I would be going down a path of like really understanding. I don't want to say psychic abilities because that's not my main focus, but just understanding like spirits and like a spirit world and being spiritual and stuff like that. But without having something dictating over my head or anything like that, just something freeing. But I always had a feeling like a lot of other things that I would decide for myself in my life, that this going down that path would like ostracize. How do you say that word? Ostracize. Ostracize me from my own family. Not from like my sisters, because you guys are pretty accepting of, of me, but like my other extended family. But now that I have this knowledge that my grandma, like that, that I just have family who, will continue to care for me i don't know i don't know if that makes sense i don't want to say make i don't want to make it out like or as if 
my family won't care for me anymore, but just that they'll have a different view of me. So, yeah, we found that out. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Cool is like, like, what's another word to describe that? Because it's just like, it's beyond cool. It's like healing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's healing. It's validating. Because like, this is all stuff that I feel like just has seeped out of us growing up Mm -hmm. even though we were trying to even though our parents were trying to guide us into like other molds it's it couldn't be helped (laughs) yeah do you want to talk about the courses you're taking um no not right now i'll wait until they start well i'm pretty excited because i'm taking a course on plantitas oh yeah your herbal yeah, my plant medicine course. Urban, urban, urban herbal school. I guess, yeah, you could call it that. Um, it's from an Instagram account called Hood Herbalism. Yeah. And um, they're actually based in LA. Yeah. I'm saying all this because they very much focus on helping connect the black indigenous people of color community mm-hmm. to plants and the role that plants pay, play in helping people heal and just connect with mother earth and themselves etc and i got accepted to the new like in this like introductory course on plants yeah um so i was pretty psyched so i'm gonna be starting in august dude it's pretty sick I've always uh, wanted to, I had like this fantasy that I was an artist, but like just for myself and I would draw plants like in a journal. This kind of fell in line with the whole anthropology thing where I would like go and travel and in my travel, you know, study cultures and my little side thing would be that I would document plants and I would draw them in a notebook. This is so cool. This is like the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, this is when I was a kid. Do you still want to do something like that? Uh, I mean, yeah, but uh, my desire is not strong enough to do it for like profit. It'd be monies of the heart, if you will. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so it would be something like a hobby, but like a very, very, I would want it to be like a very personal hobby. I always hate it when like, and this would happen at work, which I don't know, sometimes I would try to forgive it. So I, when I used to work in the Air Force, um, it was lo- I was locked away in a closet and I'd be, uh, you know, scribbling something in my journal or watching something. And, you know, the other person there and mind you, we would work 12 hour shifts and it's just us stuck there and we could only leave for like bathroom breaks or like to get lunch. And maybe if we're lucky, we would get a gym break. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And so. They would wonder, you know, like, oh, what you, what you doing there? What you reading? What you, what you watching? What you, and things like that. And I don't know why, but I just felt like sometimes that was just so invasive. Yeah, that is really invasive. And I guess a part of me would try to forgive it because it's like, I guess they're just bored. But then I would feel like, why do I feel compelled? Like I have to like entertain them, not entertain them, but involve them in my life. Yeah. So, yeah, that just brings me back to like the whole plant thing like if i were to ever do that i would want it to be like a very private personal thing my own 
little thing that I just do for myself, not to share with anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Plants. Yeah, so I'm pretty psyched. Yeah, I like succulents. I do too. I like all kinds of plants. Matt and I are also wanting to have a garden. Where? Um, that's a good question. I'm thinking on the side of the house where your guys' rooms are, the windows. Uh-huh. Obviously, all that area is filled with rocks. You could just put planters there. Yeah. Mommy does. She has plants no, like, in front of our windows. Big ass box planters. Oh, yeah. And so that way when you... And they're like kind of as high as your window pretty much. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't have to bend down too much. Um, anyways, um, but yeah, we're wanting to grow vegetables. Oh, that'd be so sick. I wonder if that area would be good with sunlight and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's where I have to do more research, research to figure yeah. out. First of all, what are, where we, what can we plant? Um, because we're in summer right now. And yeah. like, what do we have to plant them? And yeah, yeah just... I got to do a little bit more research to figure out. But yeah, like I want to grow like squash, tomatoes, because I feel like organic tomatoes are probably so much better than the ones you get from the grocery store. Yeah. And then herbs. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. My little plant course. Yeah. Those will be tasty. I got a, sorry. I got a cheetah print swimsuit. It's cool. Cute. Yeah, Desiree's been living uh, your hot girl summer <laughs> in the backyard like, <laughs> by yourself in the backyard. Yeah, I'm promoting quarantine <laughs> <laughs> in the backyard. Yeah, with my little water challenge. Yeah. So is your swimsuit like a one piece? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's a one piece. It's funny, though, because um, I get pubic hair. I have pubic hair, everybody. So does a lot of other <laughs> oh, women. No. Yeah, a lot of a lot of women have pubic hair. I have pubic hair, and so the one piece that I got is high cut. Oh, and I really like that cut because I have short legs, so it makes my legs look longer, and I feel like it's flattering. The issue is, is that you know I get I get the pubic hair like on the top of my thighs or like the inner corner of my thighs yeah Mm. so it's you could see it um in the swimsuit and it makes me feel self-conscious and it was funny because like i actually had um like a little get to a little get together not that many people and we were all quarantined or quarantining and um yeah we decided to get together at the pool at my friend's pool and, um, yeah, I wore a swimsuit and I didn't take care of the situation that I had going on, but I had already told myself and the swimsuit that I was a two piece. I don't wear two pieces, but today I was like, I put it on because I'm like, damn it, I'm wearing a two piece today. And I had already made up my mind that I was going to rock this two piece. And, you know, I took it off. And then when I was in the pool, I realized that my hairs were like on the side, you know, it was not under control or not the way that I guess I like or have been conditioned to think that I like or whatever. And so I felt self-conscious about it, but I was like, fuck it. I already, I already <laughs> like set out to wear the swimsuit. I'm not going to about to, co- I'm not about to cover it up now. Who cares if anyone sees it's like, whatever. 
claps. Yeah. I know. We're giving claps, but no one can hear. Yeah. It is interesting, just little things like that. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. So, um, I still, I, uh, I still try to shave it. Now I've moved on to like plucking out those hairs. Um, the ones that I don't, that come outside of the bikini line. You know what I'm talking about? That sounds like painful. I know. That's a little funny. bit, yeah. But yeah, that's how that affected me. Where it's like, never again. <laughs> what? Never again? You're not going to wear that swimsuit like that? Uh, No, not that. It's just like, let me let me um be prepared oh and like shave the sides of it or what not shave it but pluck it out oh yeah yeah body hair is an interesting i think it is i think so too because it's like it's not that never again that i will ever i'll do it like if let's say i have a day where i don't pluck it out and i want to wear a swimsuit it's like well fuck it I've done it before. I'll do it again. Who cares? Yeah. And if somebody has something to say about it, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> it's like, sorry, this makes you uncomfortable, but like, what do well, you not do? necessarily if it makes somebody uncomfortable, if they're just trying to like point it out to me, like, oh, I could see your hairline. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're just pointing it out to you because they're uncomfortable by it, but obviously you're not. Yeah. I guess my question, my follow up question was like, uh, am I making you uncomfortable? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a them problem. Yeah. Yeah. Respect to however you want to wear your body hair. I mean, it's everywhere, so. Yeah, but it, but it is interesting that I have this, like, forgiveness for myself about it, mm-hmm. but still, like, later that day, plucking out the hair. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of, um, I think maybe a lot of people feel like I feel. No, I've, yeah. You know, well, they'll like, they'll like pictures of women with armpit hair, but, you know, they go shower and they shave theirs. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah. yeah there's true. so many, I think there's so many women who have that. Yeah, there's a lot. I know I do. I know, like, I love, um, seeing models that like have their armpit hair but then when i wear a tank top to work i shave my i make sure i shave my armpits yeah because i for some reason i think it's unprofessional but then at the same time it's like it shouldn't be i don't know yeah it's just interesting yeah because i know that i like i'm not afraid to show my armpit hair on my own but then for some reason at my job i feel like it's not okay. I don't know. Kind of like school where you're like, can't wear a spaghetti strap because it's a sin or something. The boys are going to want to sperm all over you. Yeah. They can't handle themselves because, you know, them shoulders. Yeah. They're too intense. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They see the, the, the groove between your, 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 your arm and your chest. They just want to shove their penis in there. Oh, that's too much information. <laughs> yeah. That's too much of like... I learned that from the hentais. <laughs> oh my God. Armpit sex. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of education out there. And I'm not... Um, 
I'm not one to back away quickly. Quickly? Yeah, I'm not one to back away quickly from an educative experience. Or I guess what I deem would be an educ—I don't even know if that's a word. What I deem would be an educating experience. Watching hentai. If that's what that means oh. at the moment, then yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah. <sighs> body hair, body hair. I just think it's so like, why do I? For me, it's like, why am I wasting my time thinking about this? Like, why is this a thing? That I have to deal with the the thoughts of it. Yeah, like feeling conflicted about like the concept that having body hair makes you less attractive. At least that's how I feel that I've tra- internalized a lot of that. Yeah, and it's like, why am I battling this? This seems so dumb. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not dumb. It's very... It's a very real thing that a lot of us battle. Um, And I hope everyone comes to peace with their own body hair. Yeah, it's true. It definitely... It's like a little... It's like a little thing, but... um, People who have this idea of body hair... how And how it manifests in their lives... Because I know I've definitely, like, worn pants just because, like, oh, I didn't shave and I feel feel a way about it that day. And that'll push me to wear pants. Yeah. My pits. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I know. This is actually pretty funny. This is a funny story. I never told anybody this. It's just such a... And it's so... It stands out to me so much. I remember... Um going to the gym and this was this is with an ex and um well actually we weren't we weren't even dating at the time we were just gym buddies or we'd work out or whatever and um yeah i remember wearing a tank top and i was letting this person lead the workout and the next exercise was pull-ups i couldn't do pull-ups so i did assisted pull-ups and i remember feeling so just like i don't want to do it and he's like oh come on you there's an assist like it's assisted pull-ups you could do it i'm like yeah and i just remember he was like what's what's with you like you're doing everything else like i know you can do it now all of a sudden you just don't want to do this one like uh, what's going on yeah and then that's when i told that person i was like well the thing is is that i didn't shave my armpits (laughs) And it wasn't even that bad. It was like, I don't know, maybe like... Or like prickly or whatever? Yeah. Like, it was just like a little bit like... Yeah. And, you know, I had uh, felt super self-conscious, you know, because this person was watching me do the workouts and he was like critiquing my form and, you know, just helping me out, which I appreciated. So I knew that that was going to be what was going to happen when I started doing these pull-ups and because I felt that I was just like, ah, let's do something else. Like, it's like, and so when I told him and he's like, he, and he, he kind of made me feel silly about it, but in a way that I appreciated because I was able to laugh about it. And he's like, Oh my gosh, that's really what's going to stop you from doing this exercise. And I was like, 
I mean, no, it's not going to stop me. I just feel embarrassed. And he's like, you shouldn't feel embarrassed. He's like, let me see. And he, you know, urged me to lift up my arm. And I did. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that's not even that bad. That's what you're embarrassed about. This is what this is going to this is what you're going to allow you to hold you back. And I just started laughing. I was like, man, get out of the way. Let me do these pull-ups. <laughs> but I just remember that moment so vividly because I was I was young. I was like in my early 20s. So it was like so impactful for me because not only was it with that person who later became a romantic interest, but also like it was out in public too. You know, this is a public gym. Yeah. So this whole interaction happened and it was... it. I think it forced me to like wake up and just be like, this is so ridiculous. Something yeah. like that. And how valuable it is to like speak up when you're having moments like that, you know? Your story makes me think about how I feel like a lot of people who struggle with coming to terms with their body hair yeah. or just having body hair. Yeah is that I think many of us have a story that we can recall that highlights this dynamic we have with our own body here. Yeah. It's always with men. I feel like. Yours, your stories? Yeah. Well, it's not a man, it's a boy, but like with another male. Every time I've had an experience with my own body hair and it's been with a female, it's never, I've never felt embarrassed at all to reveal it or for them to look at it because I know they're not going to decide whether I'm attractive or unattractive because of it. Hmm. Most likely. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just because of my relationship with males and my relationship with females, but I feel like that has a big part of it. Yeah, it is. That is really interesting that you bring that up. That's another thing that I'm trying to like incorporate into like my self love journey. Like, to, I guess, dismantle this sort of scale that I have in my subconscious of whether a person of the opposite sex deems me as fuckworthy. Mm-hmm. and that's a weird one to get rid of in your head yeah because i just don't even know like how did that get there the patriarchy it's just why running rampant like how do i even start to like break that down and like it's it's difficult because like we live in a society where if you're a woman or identify as a woman like you there's like monetary value to how you look oh definitely yeah so that's what's trippy about it because it's like i like money (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know so it's hard because i'm just like is it wrong to not like money I mean, I don't... Or to like... Is it wrong to like money? It's like, what am I... You know? And so I think that's part of the reason why I have that. You know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe maybe other people have that too and they don't realize it or just... Maybe it's another reason. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think it's really interesting you bring that up because when you said that, it made me think about my coworker I had my previous job. She's, um, she's tw- she just turned twenty, and so the majority we would talk a lot because we were around the same age, and she was telling me about how the majority of her friends are males, um, and every night she would play Warzone with them. Yeah, and they would just be talking. They'd be playing for hours, and she'd be playing with them and talking with them and stuff like that and they you know i hate saying it but she she really likes being like quote-unquote one of the boys or whatever um but that's what she likes um but she brought up how they started bashing her because they started talking about the only fan only fans account and they were asking her like when you ever have an only fans account and she's she's young so like she said no because she was like how am i ever gonna get a job you know that's not a real job she i don't know it w- she was saying like anti-feminist things and also feminist things in the same sentence it's really weird wait can i interrupt you real sec to explain the only fans yeah go ahead do you want to explain it real quick okay only fans is like um is it an app i don't know i've never used it okay it well it's an app or a site or whatever it's a place on the internet where um people go to like put um like nudes or like pornographic stuff and you can you have to pay them to see it to gain access to see it from a certain person and that's as far as my knowledge is and what it is so anyways the majority of like the people who use only who like have only fans account who sell their stuff is like e-girls and stuff like that and i don't know why i said that anyways that doesn't matter the point is they were bashing her saying that she, she in her defense of saying that she wouldn't have one is because how is she ever going to get a job having an only fans account and then she went on and added that it's not a real job whereas that's where our opinions differ but i think her concern comes from a real place where like i mean i didn't discuss this part what i was thinking in my own head about what she was telling me because it's a lot and i was just thought about it myself later but how the like these guys their boys were giving her shit for not being what they thought a real feminist is and having an only fans account and getting money from being attractive but then her in her own defense saying like you know she doesn't want to because in a professional world if you want to be taken seriously that doesn't i don't know it doesn't translate yeah like it's not because she doesn't want to necessarily, you know, you can do that while you're young. But when you get, you know, as older, if you're a truly sexual person and you're truly like just wanting to expose your body and to make that, you know, what it is for your life or like to be that in the eye of, I don't know, to make that your career. And if you're just wanting to do it on the side and it's if it's a side hustle for you and it's exposed, that could be very detrimental to you if you're trying to be like a professional especially if you're a woman and how they're giving her shit for, you know, being for giving highlight on that. Cause that's a real topic you have to think about, but you know, then, but they somehow got to decide that she wasn't a true feminist just because she was having that concern. I mean, that for herself is for her own to figure out for how she's going to deal with that in her own head. But I just, I think it's interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of things when, you know, people who identify as women that are real concerns for them. And it's easy for outsiders to quickly try to downplay yeah those concerns yeah yeah like they want you to be extremely sexual but only with one person and then but still somehow show your promiscuity but not to be upset when you're accosted for doing that i don't know did that make any sense yeah yeah it's like well yeah that's what you get yeah and then it's like well then what what were you truly after then was it truly that you just wanted to see some tits or was it just because you get the satisfaction of like seeing something that nobody else gets to see and if that's the case then why is it that tits that's important why can't it be like i mean i don't know i'm not against seeing somebody's tits because like who doesn't want to do that but I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, a big concern for a lot of uh, young women. (laughs) And I've heard it before. Like, it's even been expressed to me. Like, my other friends, they recently graduated from university. So, you know, when they were having bouts of stress, they're like, man, fuck this. It's all just a system. And we're all just, you know... Mm -hmm little fish in a big pond and it just seems kind of like a rat race what is it all for like this is dumb yeah and you know they're like oh I'll just you know become a stripper or get a sugar daddy or just you know and it it falls in line with that sort of thing but they're say they say it as a joke because we all have that deep understanding of the repercussions or the possible repercussions of uh going down that path not that we're against it or opposed to it just that it's like a real concern yeah to want to live out those things like truly live out those things Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna go against the grain you're really gonna go against the grain yeah and how you can be exiled because it's definitely one of those things that you don't say in a corporate interview it's like what do you do for fun? You know, <laughs> oh. it's like, oh, I manage my OnlyFans account, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely a real thing that people think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of kind of hungry. Yeah, me too. Do you want to stop? Adios. Bye, people. Jessica signing out. Bye. Des signing out.